1: Hey guys, Ralph Marlborough here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this off-season. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle four swag items. Amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio—it's—it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of
1: Saints Happy Hour podcast. This one is free, courtesy of Bet Online and eBay. But you should subscribe to the best Saints podcast on Earth before March 17th is over at midnight. Uh, Because if you do and you become an annual patron like Ryan, Patrick, Joshua and David... You get two months free. We're the best freaking podcast on earth. Everybody else is saying, Oh, we'll give you breaking news. We'll talk about our podcast later. We're doing that. Me and Andrew, we're doing two, practically two podcasts every day since free agency started. And we're the best. And you get in the Discord channel, which, Andrew, by the way, it just is amazing. It's always amazing, but during free agency, it's especially amazing. You get that. And you get my wife sending you a booze bundle. Subscribe, support the show. Let us keep doing amazing things. And also, sign up so me and Andrew can live our dream of doing this full-time. The more people we get, the closer we get to that dream. And that is my dream, Andrew, to work in my boxers covering the Saints full-time. So,
3: Well, uh, you dropped the ball already, Ralph, because uh, I-, I just know you clearly you don't know what our patrons want because I've been talking to them and they all <laughs> want the breaking news siren. They love it. They want it injected in their veins. Uh, it really gives them a thrill. There we go. We're talking free agency here, so we need the siren.
4: Oh
1: goodness! We got breaking news. We got a bunch of breaking news today, Andrew. We the Saints did lots of it. Lots of it. The Saints have no cap room. They're still just you know,
3: tinkering. Well, tinkering.
1: I have to say the most surprising thing of it all is, um not that they signed a carolina panther because if you know my belief is Saints free agency doesn't start until they sign at least one carolina panther uh to a Did contract. Did they
0: sign one last year?
1: I mean, I don't know, they signed Coleman, they signed uh AJ Ted Klein, Ginn. Ty, yeah. uh, Ted Ginn. um yeah. you know, but it's that wasn't surprising at all cuz the Saints do they they got they got a fullback uh Armish is how you say his yeah, name? Alex Arma. Alex Arma. We'll get to him in a minute. He is a physical freak and an off the field superhero. Um but the most surprising thing to me of today is they managed to trade Malcolm Brown and get a draft pick. And I don't care if it what it's a 7th rounder. They traded him to Jacksonville and got a pick for him. Uh that was pretty surprising.
3: Yeah, kudos, man, to the Saints. It's it's always surprising to me. I mean, I guess Emmanuel Sanders and Janoris Jenkins are both so expensive. Um, you know, they'd rather just release them, and the teams would rather just sign them in an open market where they can give them a new deal that's cap friendly. So, but yeah, I mean, Mar- Malcolm Brown is on an affordable, nice deal, and then, in fact, as soon as he was traded, he signed an extension, and so Jacksonville actually gave him more money. Uh, so they, they thought his i they thought his contract needed to be increased by the well, time they inquired him. But here's yeah, the thing,
1: Jack. Jacksonville did a bunch of stuff today. They signed a corner and they added two defensive tackles because their run defense is garbage. And if your run defense is trash, Malcolm Brown is the solution to that. I'm um, going to
3: go ahead and assume they got a seventh. Uh, it's still <laughs> an undisclosed pick, which I find so annoying. Like, why can't yeah. you just tell us what – like, why does it have to be this big mystery? It's either <laughs> six, they're seventh, and, like, just tell us.
1: No, it's actually – but – you know, but I,
3: I was talking to someone about this on Discord, and this, or maybe it's on Twitter, but it, this was my favorite. Uh, someone goes, "It's undisclosed because whatever it is, Goodell's just going to take it away." So, <laughs> so basically, we <laughs> traded Malcolm Brown for the right to have the pick removed by Roger
1: Goodell. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the post-Tampa celebration pick they're going to yank. Yeah. Uh, so Alex- depending
3: on uh, depending on what side of the fence you're on, you know we acquired the next Marcus Colson or the next Tommy Stevens, thanks <laughs> to
1: that trade. <laughs> he's a physical. This Alex Arma dude, he's a physical freak. But Nick Underhill tweeted he detained a car a car thief with an armbar. Dude, he said he learned the moves watching MMA on TV and being the youngest of four siblings. I mean. <laughs> Is, he is not a dude to trifle with, apparently.
3: He is not, no. Uh, but he's a beast, and I got a chance to watch a lot of tape. And if you're a $10 patron, my write-up is already up, and you can go enjoy that and kind of get my two cents. Uh, I feel like the easiest thing to do is to kind of compare him to Michael Burton because that's what we're used to in the Saints offense and kind of how does he stack up. And, you know, I'm happy to say I think he's a big upgrade. You know, Michael Burton, six foot, 240, uh, nice size fullback, but this guy, Arma, is 6'2", 255. So two inches in height, 15 inches in weight, 15 pounds, sorry, in weight. And, and when you watch the tape, you could see it. I mean, he looks like a tight end. He looks like a big tight end. He, he you is, know, He's tall. He's thick. He moves well. He's quick, sideline to sideline. He, he he can pull. He can line up out of the eye, um, and he's Very, very physical. So from a run-blocking perspective, way more devastating. But the interesting thing, Ralph, and if you – again, you should check out my write-up. And if you're not a $10 patron – Become one. If you're just seven, you should bump up so you can get this stuff. But he played over 200 snaps on special teams. And so Michael Burton – the interesting thing about Burton is he was really just on punt coverage and kickoff return. Um, You know, There was really just two elements of special teams that Burton – did, and so he had about 140 snaps uh, on special teams last year, and Arma had about 50, 60 more snaps on special teams because he ran punt protection, punt coverage, kickoff coverage, and kickoff return, so he was on four core special teams uh, type of plays, and so Carolina had him all over the field. He's really, really versatile, and it's because he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the physicality. Uh, he is a true fullback, and his hands are a little inconsistent. I, I know I saw three drops out of eight targets, but if he catches the ball, uh, the other thing is
1: after the catch, he's pretty quick. He's very he physical, finishing his plays. You know who he reminds me of?
5: He reminds. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <gasps> Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. <clears throat> hey, where are you?
2: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Reminds me of the old Tampa fullback, Mike Allstott, but he looks a little, bit, a little more...
3: A little stouter, yeah.
1: A little stouter, a little a little bendier and, like, a better... But, like, Allstott didn't really block,
3: right? And he yeah, kind of... He- yeah, I he agree kind of ran
1: upright. This dude looks a little bit more stout, a little more flexible, a little more more all around. Probably not as good a runner and catcher, obviously, but more all around. He's but a that's how runner, his man. physical he, style. He, he hasn't
3: got he hasn't gotten a lot of handoffs. Uh, but he does have three career touchdowns rushing. Burton has none, and I just think in those short yardage situations, he he can get low. He keeps pumping those legs, and he gets that extra inch, gets that extra yard. Um, so I think we'll like him. I think you'll like him on those fourth and inches handoffs. I think he'll pick up those first downs. Uh, he can, he can, for, for guys just coming on the edge and trying to set the edge. Uh, he's really physical on the edge and, and he can help, you know, create those cutback lanes for running backs, uh, which feels like a tight end. So when you lose a guy like Josh Hill, I know they don't play the same position, but I'm just telling you, he has these elements both in terms of his special teams versatility, in terms of his size, his speed, where mm-hmm. I think I think they're going to use him and Josh Hill ways.
1: And it's interesting. I was surprised a little that Carolina let him, and, and even more so after you mentioned the special team snaps and the versatility. I was surprised Carolina let him get away. Um, but I will say this. The thing with the Saints, I think, that. He is probably very, very appealing for a fullback. And you probably watch more, way more Carolina tape than me, so I'm not sure if Carolina, how much they use him as a fullback. But the Saints are one of those teams that they have sort of fading out. Like Teams don't use the fullbacks as much, but the Saints and San Francisco, and they have a few teams that use the fullback a ton, and of course they can do them in the Josh Hill rank role, which is full kind of fullback – adjacent maybe so I think maybe that's the pitch that the Saints made they're like come come get, don't go to Carolina come here man we love fullbacks we got we got stuff for you to do here that you're not going to do in Carolina like that may have been that may have been part of the pitch along with money of course but it's, it's just interesting that the Saints are one of those teams Andrew they prioritize the fullback way more than most teams
3: No, that's, that's, that's true. Absolutely. But you know, at the same time they want a fullback with versatility, you know, they they have Mm -hmm. to have a fullback that can do a lot of things. And so I I just think the saints watch the tape and they're like, okay, this guy is a traditional fullback in the sense that he is a devastating blocker. He graded his pass protection is incredible. So, you know, you know, Sean Payton's going to love that. Uh, but outside of that, you know, again, it's the special teams, it's the Josh Hill stuff that he brings you. It's, it's his versatility. So, uh, I mean, I think this is a great pickup for what the Saints like to do, and it's just another guy in the mix. Uh, So, you know, I don't know that they're going to be able to go spend on a tight end, uh, and this is a great way to replace a guy like Josh Hill and Michael Burton at the same time.
4: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen.
0: Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
5: I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough After you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
1: Yeah, because listen, listen, they're they're tight end. You know, we 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 get focused on corner and all these other things. You know, defensive tackle now because they're, they're you know they've lost or defensive line because they lost Hendrickson. They lost they they traded Malcolm Brown. They're probably going to lose Sheldon Rankins, right? So we we focus on that. But quietly, you look over at tight end, and you're like, you got Troutman who. He's a willing blocker, but can he do it? You lost Josh Hill. You lost, you know, you lost Jared Cooks. And it, it's it's just one of those things where it's another position to fill. Speaking of, um, the new guy being the new fullback being good at special teams, Andrew. It's a, it's good because Justin Hardy went to the Jets. I didn't see the money on it, but I gotta believe the Jets because they have like eighty million dollars in cap space and haven't spent much of it. I gotta believe they godfathered. Justin Hardy and we're like here's three years 10 million and he just Mm. couldn't say no I I gotta think that's part of it because the Jets are a crappy team and remember Ralph's rule number one in free agency shitty teams have to pay the shitty team tax I would bet you a hundred dollars the Jets paid the shitty team shitty team tax to get Justin Hardy on their special teams
3: well, make no mistake, Justin Hardy is an all-pro level gunner, uh, and that's a big loss for the Saints. And to lose Morstead and, and Hardy in the same offseason is is tough, although you know, a lot of us feel like Blake Gilligan could potentially be an upgrade, at least over what we had out of Morstead last year. But Hardy is a big reason why the Saints broke an NFL record in terms of the lowest uh, return yardage ever. And, you know, obviously getting JT Gray back was, was big, but uh, – the Saints are unhappy about that. That was, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and I've been saying all offseason, the priority was re-sign Marcus Williams, re-sign Jameis Winston. And so I think the Saints will walk into this free agency period thinking overall this was a success because we, at least we kept those two guys in the building. But the next order of operation after Jameis signed was they turned all their attention to Justin, Justin Hardy. And they wanted that deal done. They wanted him back. And so I know that in the bu- building – uh, they're really lamenting that loss. God, I hate um, to hear
0: that. I hate to hear that.
3: Yeah, it's a bummer. Look, that guy was an absolute stud on special teams. Uh, the good news is uh, JT Grace stays, but also Marcus Calloway had a tremendous year as a as a gunner. And I, I think Marquez Calloway is going to be a guy that's going to get more opportunities at that position with Justin Hardy gone. Uh, and that's a the guy they like a lot there.
1: Here's the thing, though, with Callaway is, and it may maybe, I don't know, you look at Justin Hardy and you know, like, dude, if you want to be in the NFL, if you want to make money, you're Gunner. And he's like, yes, I am. And he, like you said, he's a Pro Bowl level incredible at that. Thing is with Callaway, like, he can be a pretty good receiver. Like, I saw it with him, so like, it's a case of, even if he's a really, really good gunner, do you, is there anybody in the NFL that's like a pretty good receiver and a really good gunner? Like, do teams want guys to do both of those activities?
3: Well, I I still think it's a question mark how much he'll progress as a receiver, so we'll see. But yeah, no, certainly if he gets too involved as a receiver to the point where, you know, the Saints are counting on him and he's, Let's say getting Emmanuel Sanders type snaps at receiver, uh, then it might not behoove the Saints to have him running full speed on punts, uh, you know, five times a game, you know, where where he's using a lot of energy and and uh, you know it's, it's it's a physical position too. So uh, I, I do think as the Saints enter the draft, getting a gunner uh, like a Justin Hardy is. Potentially going to be a priority for them. We know they take special teams seriously. Uh, we know they go out of their way to try to find guys, and so I'm just going to throw out Racy McMath out of LSU. I mean, mm-hmm. that dude yeah. was as good of a special teamer and a gunner as I've seen at LSU, and I'm a huge homer. Everybody knows that. Uh, but uh, with with the loss of Justin Hardy, I wouldn't mind. You know, I, think, I think Russ. I think Racy McMath could easily be a sixth, seventh round pick and you know he's got a little bit of receiver ability but his gunner ability might be something that gets him in
1: the league. And look they they like you say they have drafted guys in the past specifically for special teams. Daniel Lasco, I mean I know he got hurt and ended his career but he was a guy they drafted specifically for that role. Um so they'll so they'll, they'll do it and listen, like you say, uh we're all about drafting LSU Tigers here. Let's go Tigers. Um you know other thing that was interesting to me, Andrew, is um we didn't get into it because we didn't when we when we broke the uh Jameis Winston news, we didn't have the exact contract, but it ended up being five and a half million dollars guaranteed and they went a little bit up on it. You know, they tried to play incredible hardball with Jameis. The Bears swooped in and made a pitch to him. So the Saints, they didn't maybe budge that much but they moved significantly from three million guaranteed to five and a half that's almost double so that is that is a that's a significant move to Jameis Winston what does that tell you about um how they value him and how important it was to get him back in the building
3: well I'm sure at this point Ryan Pace is really starting to annoy and become a thorn in the side of, <laughs> of Mickey Loomis. Cause now, you know, they, they've butted heads and, you know, obviously the bears poached Mario Edwards last year and now he's kind of a stud for them. So I'm sure that's annoying to Mickey Loomis, but, um, yeah, it was a $3 million offer was what I was told for Winston. And there was kind of this, Yesterday, both sides were kind of sour on each other. The Saints were frustrated. Sean Payton kind of made some comments like, you know, singing a different tune, Jameis might not be coming back. And uh, they settle at five and a half. So uh, what that tells me, and we know now that Chicago was the other team kind of poking around. They quickly turn around and sign Andy Dalton after that. And so uh, I think Chicago was offering maybe in that, you know, five and a half, six, seven million dollar range, maybe seven million. And so Jameis probably told the Saints, look, I really want to be in New Orleans. This is where I want to be. But these guys are offering me seven. You're you're offering me three. You you got to at least meet me close to the middle here. Uh, And so I I do feel like the Saints probably overpaid a little bit. Uh, I wonder if that ended up costing them Justin Hardy.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I want to make let's take a moment here to make fun of the Bears, because they apparently went. They tried to go YOLO for, for Russell Wilson. They whiffed. They tried to get Jameis. They whiffed. They ended up with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. You talk about going down awful. the ladder, Andrew. Uh that is from going to potential uh Nirvana to sadness. I just Well, I just it point, sounds I like the Bears
3: were out. were ready to go full YOLO for Russell Wilson and it didn't work out and so uh you know, who knows if Seattle will tr- trade him eventually, but at least for now, it looks like they've closed the door on that. And so, but you look at the other teams that he said he would go to. I mean, Dallas is firmly entrenched now with Dak Prescott, and that deal's done. So that that's 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 a non-starter. Uh, you know, the Saints are—I don't want to say settled, but you know—with Taysom and Jameis now in the building, I think things have kind of stabilized a little bit there. Although, I would say the Saints are maybe more more still in play. I, you know, I, I still think the Bears with Andy Dalton. Would still make a move for Russell Wilson in a heartbeat if they could. And who was the fourth team? Was the Raiders? Uh, yeah, it was the Raiders. Yeah, so I don't know about that. I mean, but. here's
1: the, here's the thing with the Russell Wilson trade. I don't think I know that Mickey Loomis. You know, uh, if they, if the Saints traded for Russell Wilson, his cap hit for the Saints would be twenty million. I know that Mickey Loomis can create. Um, 20 million in cash face to get Russell Wilson for the Saints. That's not a problem. The problem is Seattle, if they trade him before June 1st, it's 40 million in dead money on their cap this year. It all comes due. And I just don't know. Makes wonder,
3: it makes me wonder if June 1st is one at all.
1: But here's the thing, Andrew, if they trade him after June 1st, they don't get any picks from 20 from from 2021 and the NFL is not going to let them do an agreed upon trade wink wink and other teams do picks for them like they're not gonna they I don't think they'll let them do that so that's the trouble with Seattle like how do you trade Russell Wilson after June 1st and you don't get any assets from 2021 yeah.
3: well I, that's that's right I, I think you trade him for a quarterback so whether it was like the Raiders you would trade him for Carr and three firsts I don't know yeah that's true compensation would be but I think you'd have to get a quarterback back I mean, even if you did it with the Saints, maybe you get Taysom or Jameis, whichever one you like better. But uh, I don't know. It, it, we'll, we'll see. It, it's one of those things. Again, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen after June 1st, but it could. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, man, I hold on to what Sean Payton said where he goes, I think we're done. You know, I'm excited to see these two guys compete. I, I'm pretty sure this is our quarterback situation. But... And I'm paraphrasing here. We're gonna, we're still gonna make a couple calls. There's still, mm-hmm. you know. So I just, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's talking about the draft. I don't know. But like, it, who else would they want besides Deshaun and and Russell Wilson? You know, who, who else would they want to be in play for?
1: I saw that somebody said that uh, that. Uh, Trubisky uh yeah. It
4: makes me almost want to vomit.
1: Like Mitchell Trubisky, no. No. I don't want him I don't want I don't want him anywhere near the Saints, Andrew, because if he's on the Saints, that means there is a possibility that he sees the field, and I just don't want to see Mitchell Trubisky in a Saints uniform on the field. Even if it's uh, e- you know you you asked me today, you said, Ralph, what player would some would you not want on a minimum on a minimum salary? Mitchell Trubisky. That's who I wouldn't want on a min, on a minimum salary because I don't even want the possibility that he plays for the Saints. I disagree. <laughs> BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as Bet online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts from rare dead stock to the latest release you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's Authenticity Guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today
3: i mean I, I again i'll take any player on a minimum salary because there's just no risk there's no risk I, I i get what you're saying you're saying the risk is that they see the field and they play good enough to sell the saints on them and then bad enough after they've committed financially or something but, no no no
1: i just know that mitchell trubisky if i don't want him on in a you're saints convinced uniform he's because, trashed because he's trash, and like if 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 a Meteor hits and Winston dies, Taysom dies, and they have to play Trubisky, I don't want to see it. I just want to see somebody else. I know it'll be a disaster, whoever it would be. I just don't want it to be Trubisky. I don't
3: don't know that Trubisky is fundamentally any less salvageable than Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, though. If anything, Mm -hmm. I would say Trubisky's floor is lower than Taysom's, but his ceiling is higher. Maybe. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. But my point is... Until the Saints figure out quarterback, I really don't. With ca- I don't bring care who's in. in the lab. I don't care who's in the lab. You know, I don't care who they test out, who they tinker with. Like Trevor Simeon doesn't bother me at all either, because it's like get get a look at as many guys as you can. Mm-hmm. Now, if they pay Trubisky twenty million dollars, then yes, we have a huge problem. But if Trubisky wants to come on the same deal that Jameis Winston came on last year, one million bucks. Hell yeah, I want him in the building because, like, like to me that's no different than having Tyler Palco or Sean Canfield. I'm serious, <laughs> that's a like, name. That, that, but th- those are that's what you're paying those guys, right? So if Trubisky yeah. says like, yeah, pay me, pay me the Sean Canfield special, pay me like I'm Doug Nussmeier, then you know what? Like, sure, come in the building and we'll see what you got. And you're probably going to be trash because I, I I think he's trash and he. he won't last long, and it's not going to cost the Saints anything to cut him. But what if he's good? What if what if he develops chemistry with Michael Thomas? And what if mm-hmm. all this time it was Nagy and Chicago's inept offense that <laughs> held him back? I mean, and, and and as crazy as that sounds, I want to take us back back to Tannehill in Miami and that's look right. at him now. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a fair that's a fair point, and I think. That's a fair that, – that's an interesting uh, – That's I mean, that's the whole thing with Jameis. The Jameis uh, sort of argument is harder because Tampa won the Super Bowl with Brady right after. But I would argue – I think that – I think it worked out very well for the Saints that Jameis didn't play those four weeks and it was Taysom instead. Because I'm telling you, if the Saints would have had Jameis, they'd have gone 4-0 – and those hobos that the eagles had in their secondary Jameis would have lit them on fire okay and he would be the bears starting quarterback because he'd have been 4-0 and everybody would have been like look at him he's fixed he's good again we that's way better than what we got and he'd have got the teddy bridgewater deal so i think i think the the fact that the saints gave taysom a shot i think it in the long run it's it's potentially worked out way better for them
3: Maybe so, yeah. I mean, the flip side of that is that if he was garbage, they would have gotten him even cheaper this offseason.
1: Right? <laughs> uh, so, but, but would we have wanted him if he would have been trash? Like, Probably not, yep. yeah.
3: So, I don't know. It, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he does this year. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be Taysom and Jameis, and that's it. I, I don't think there'll be another guy, but – Saints are full of surprises, man. Don't, don't ever count them out. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's been an interesting day, Ralph. You know, obviously uh, the Saints are now cap compliant, which is uh, unbelievable to, to think about and considering what they were up against. I think the biggest surprise for me <laughs> is, it, is they were able to do that without touching Lattimore or Ramchek and, right. fran- and franchise tagging Marcus Williams. So, you know, there's three long-term deals they want to get done uh they don't feel boxed in in the sense that they they're, they're not in a negotiating space where they have to sign these guys to extensions in order to get under the cap you know they don't have a gun to their head mm-hmm. which i yeah. think is important when you're negotiating contracts of this magnitude they do not have to get these deals done which gives them a little bit of it's not like the player ha- players have all the leverage now so that's important uh, but I still think they can get a good amount of space from getting these deals done, and, uh, which could make them maybe a little bit more active in this free agency period.
1: And you had made a point earlier. You know, I, I had said, and you you corrected me. You know, I had said, listen, a player going into their their contract year, like Camara, they're not they're gonna they're gonna hold out. They're gonna be difficult. They want their money. And you made the point with Ramcheck and Lattimore. No, 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 it's different because that fifth year option is ten million dollars. So they're not go- they're not going to hold out. And mess up ten million dollars. They might really, really want a deal because they want their money. But ten million dollars is ten million dollars. Alvin Kamara was making what five five hundred thousand? Yeah, pennies. Yeah. yeah. Pennies. So it's a different it's a different situation. But at the same time, you only get one franchise tag now. So the Saints sort of have to massage that. Obviously, ideally, if you're the Saints, you would say you get you get two of the three done, and then. You can either franchise and extend them next off season, or you can franchise and trade them next off season. So, so they do have. I do think they have some work, uh, work to do there. Um, I get. I don't get the sense that um any of them are. I, I get the sense, really, Andrew. I, you know, I, I was with you. I was like, it's. I just thought it's going to be hard to keep all three, and they're not going to be able to pay them. They're going to have to trade. I don't. I'm not getting that sense anymore. I think they're really going to extend all three of them. Like,
3: yeah, I, I well, I didn't think they were going to be able to, but I also didn't think they were just going to slash and burn all these guys. Like, I, I thought Josh Hill would stay, and I, I didn't think Morstead would get cut, and you know, I thought maybe between Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Brown, and Janoris Jenkins, they'd keep at least one of those guys. Yeah. you know, and so uh, they haven't gone that route, and I, I didn't know that they would restructure every single guy they could. You know, I thought maybe they'd leave Michael Thomas's deal alone and maybe they'd leave Teron Armstead's deal alone. But no, they restructured every single guy they could and they cut every single veteran that was kind of maybe slightly over the hill or just too expensive. And so now they're in a position where I, I just, when, when I did all the scenarios, Ralph, I have to admit, I didn't think they would be this extreme.
1: Yeah, and and, and I'm, I'm hoping they can I, I want them to I know they're cap compliant but I want them to get a little bit of money Andrew because I want to talk about two things before we get out of here that are free agent related first of all Trey Hendrickson he got his money you were right about that the interesting thing is though it's really just a two year deal for him and only 20 million of it is guaranteed like Cincinnati in theory could walk away after this year and they would have a, a pretty big cap charge so but it's basically uh, he got 20 million this year. He got paid, and I was I was a little bit surprised in that. I think Cincinnati is a terrible a terrible place for him because he's going to be their best defensive lineman because Lawson went to the Jets and Geno Atkins is old if i he's going to disappoint cincinnati because they de- you don't want your defensive line where he's your best guy. You ideally you want him as like your second or your third best guy and i i just think it's not a good like it's not going to be a good spot for him.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh I hope he's okay though. Um
1: Cincinnati is my AFC team, so I I hope it rocks. I hope he rocks.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope he rocks, too. Um, but uh, he's an AFC team, and Joe Burrow's on that team. So, yeah, I'm cool with it if he does great. But uh, I knew he was going to get paid. You were loud wrong about that, by the way. Loud well, wrong.
1: I need a, I need like, a sound so, effect so, for that, about being you, loud you wrong. You were
3: like, Som- something's up with uh, Hendrickson. I'm not saying he's coming back to the Saints, but something's wrong with the, with the negotiations. You think you
2: know, but you don't know. And you never will.
3: I told you he was going to get paid. Yeah, you did. <laughs> he got more than a million dollars a sack. I was going to say, he didn't just get paid. He got
1: paid. He did. But but on the flip side of the thing, another sweet, sweet comp pick. The Saints, they are probably going to have three third-round picks next year. Of course, they won't, they won't because they'll trade one or two of them. But – well, they can't trade the comp pick; they don't have it yet, and the and the uh, Terry Fontenot pick. But they'll trade their own. But another another they're gonna have four picks in the top hundred ten this year, and potentially Andrew, they could have five picks in the top hundred ten next year. So it's another opportunity to build to to replenish the middle of this roster, which they really need to do because the guts of this roster is sort of you know we talked about it with Hardy and and these guys missing. Like they need to. They need to rebuild this, the guts of this roster, and that was sort of their secret sauce of like they they had they could withstand all these injuries. But the last thing I want to talk about is I well, want. to I guess
3: same- your your Bengal cat is uh, really down with the accumulation of picks.
1: She, I mean, she's she's as excited about. She's like about, Kevin. She's like the Kevin of felines. Um. The other thing I want to talk about is I want the Saints to get a little calf's face, Andrew, because I look at this free agent market, and yeah, you were right. The guys at the top got paid, but, like, the wide receiver market has collapsed. Like, they had Nelson Aguilar and Corey Davis. They got their money as, like, a little probably overpay. The rest of the guys, they ain't signing. John Ross, a a favorite of yours that was fun for a flyer, he went to the Giants one year, two and a half million bucks. So, like, if the Saints can just carve out just a little bit of space, Andrew, I think there's bargains to get at linebacker. I think there's bargains to get at wide receiver. I think there's bargains to get at fat guy tackle. We mentioned earlier in a podcast today, you got to be a patron to listen to it. The corner market is redonkulous. Like, room temperature corners are getting paid $7 million a year. Corner is going to be a hard thing to fill with a veteran. Um, and we'll get to that rich, in one second. There's
3: Sherman rumors out there, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Andrew, I we've gone through the washed, decrepit – Legion of Boom experience with the Saints, with Brandon Browner, I'm not sure I want that again. Well,
3: I I joked on uh, Twitter that uh, if the NFL was five weeks and you had a a month in between games for recovery, uh, then I would be all about some Richard Sherman.
1: I will say this: If they have Richard Sherman and C.D. Deuce in their secondary, both playing all the time, the Saints will have the most obnoxious goddamn secondary you ever saw in your life. Uh, and True. it it could be fun if Richard if Richard Sherman was good, right? Um, but but that's where they are. Like at corner, Andrew, the price is like the dude from Dallas. He got three years, twenty one million. Um, guys that I've never heard of and are barely play they're getting they're getting 6 7 million a year like this is it's going to be it's going to be hard to fill but other spots, man, if, if Mickey Loomis could just carve out like five to seven, eight million dollars of space to n- not include and signing the draft picks, if he could get that, like I think they I think there's bargains to be had. They can fill these spots in the middle of the roster with good guys. I think the free agent market is there to be had. I wish the Saints could carve out a little bit more space for it though.
3: Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh I guess, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that stuff. Uh but uh, really, the big ways to get money now is, is Lattimore, it's, it's Ramcheck, and it's Williams. So those are the extensions. Uh, I still think Patrick Robinson, there's, there's a chance. They're not going to release him until they get, I think, a corner uh, that they feel good about that can start for them. Uh, but I think as soon as they have their guy where they're like, yeah, we're, we're in a good spot with the starter, uh, then I think, I think that would potentially be another move to free up a little bit of space
1: final question and then I'll get out of here. If I told you keep Patrick Robinson as is and he'll have no dead money next year because he's a four-year deal. Keep Patrick Robinson or you sign Richard Sherman, but if you cut him next if you cut him after one year, you're going to have a $4 million dead money hit in 2022. What would you rather have?
3: Well, here's the thing. I think both of them from a physical standpoint are, are pretty much in the same spot, right? Because I, I just think, well, Patrick Robinson, let's not forget, he ended up on IR last year. He had a bunch of calf and hamstring issues and, and he was barely playing, you know, he, he was barely playing. And this was as a reserve. He he was having some issues. He'll be 34 in September. So he's a year older. Uh, Richard Sherman will be 33. So Richard Richard Sherman's actually younger between the two. Now, Richard Sherman missed a lot of games last year too. 11. But if I'm looking at 2019, now granted Richard Sherman had a pass rush that was tops in the league and the saints don't have a pass rush like that. But uh, Richard Sherman in 2019 was all pro. I mean, you look at his tape from 2019, he was yeah. phenomenal. Uh, and he, so he's only a year removed from playing at the highest level for a corner. So, uh, between the two, I'll take the dead money and give me Richard Sherman. Now, Ooh. now here's the thing, I, I I feel pretty pretty good about that. You know, I I think Richard Sherman at this stage is better than Patrick Robinson for sure. But I again, we're we're talking about a 17 game season here, so I I don't count on Richard Sherman to make it through that at all. You know, now maybe he gets banged up, he's out for a while, and he comes back, but like. Uh, there's no way like a guy that plays as physically as he does once the body starts to break down things don't get better they get worse so um, if Richard Sherman's in the building that's great but you better be drafting and you better get a guy that's good
1: yeah it does so guys this wraps up this the Saints happy hour become a patron we're the best Saints podcast on earth number four in Malta boom And, by the way, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have funny, hysterical videos that Thomas in Poland is making for us. And find us wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us. If you don't give us five stars, don't give us any stars at all. Guys, once again, thanks for joining us. I'm Ralph for Andrew. Uh, We will see you again tomorrow.
3: Ready for some more uh, breaking news sirens, let's go.